You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode 97. So you're in for a treat today, my friends, because the smart, courageous, and beautiful Kelly Tennant is joining me on the show. So Kelly comes from a 10-year career in sports TV, where she has interviewed some of the greatest athletes on the planet. And while this might sound like a dream job, Kelly's heart longed for deeper conversations that could really cultivate healing. So in 2018, she bravely walked away from a career and lifestyle that was no longer serving her. Kelly has also battled chronic illness for many years. And in the process of her own healing, she discovered tons of new information to facilitate wellness, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. Now she shares that information through meaningful conversations on her own podcast called The Platform, which if you haven't listened to it yet, you can make sure to add that to your playlist. And today, Kelly is sharing a few tips to help you clear toxicity from your life, be it physical, emotional, or spiritual, plus the inspiring story behind her brand and how she broke down and then broke down the barriers to get to where she is now. She is seriously amazing. I cannot wait for you to learn more about her. So let's get it started. So before we get into the nitty gritty today, I want to give a shout out to Melody. And she says, empowering and enjoyable. I'm truly enjoying Julie's information-filled podcast. There's been so many takeaways here about how to raise awareness for my brand, my message, and my movement. My favorite insight of all of this has been the message that you need is to really stay in your own lane and show up with true authenticity so that your audience has the opportunity to truly find and connect with you. So thank you and your amazing guests for this podcast. Well, thank you for showing up and turning those messages into movements, my friend. That is incredible. So of course, I want to get to know more of you who listen in each and every week. So how you can do that is you can head over to iTunes. You can subscribe to this podcast so you know when the new episodes have dropped and you can give us a rating and review. And then I'm going to take that review and I'm going to highlight it in an upcoming episode. Also, I want to make sure that you screenshot today's episode on your phone. And when you're done listening to it, I want you to tag me at Joel Solomon and then our guest today, which is at Kelly M. Tennant and hashtag the influencer podcast to let us know what you loved most about today's really amazing and inspiring story. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so excited because today is, you know, like we get to see each other face to face, which has been so fun. I've been doing this over the last month, um, being able to actually see our guests previously on the podcast. It's been all audio, which has been amazing, but this year we wanted to kind of spice it up a bit and, and offer a video component. So it's so fun to, to be able to get to see everybody. Yeah. Well, it changes the dynamic of a conversation. As you know, you get to see the person's reactions and you really feel like you're in the room with them. Whereas when you're just hearing someone, you're like, was I funny? Are they laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I know. It's so funny. Um, Okay. Well, I am so excited to dive into you today uh, with you today. I would first love to know what does influence mean to you? 
I think influence for me, and it's the reason I called my podcast, the platform podcast is about utilizing your platform for good and to help other people. And from a very young age, I always told my mom, I want to be famous so I can help people. And now that I'm in the position I am and being able to have a platform to help other people, I really understand that there's two ways you can go with it. You can use it to, and I've heard you talk about this many times, to um, get all the likes and to win a popularity contest, which is not necessarily a positive thing, or you can do it to help people and to really utilize all of your expertise and your experiences, whether they're good or bad, to help that next generation or that person next to you. And I think that's what I've been able to do. That's obviously what you do, which is amazing. And it's really fun to be able to have that voice for other people that don't necessarily have one or need the inspiration to find their own. Hmm. Okay. So let's dive into that platform. Um, I want to hear about how you started, what you do and what your platform looks like. Yeah. So I come from a sports television background and from the time I was very young, I always wanted to be on TV and I played volleyball at USC and I went to USC not only because of a volleyball scholarship, but because of the broadcasting school. And so I got into television and interviews and reporting very early on and Right when I graduated, started working for ESPN and the Pac-12 network and Longhorn network, and I was traveling all over the country and ended up getting an incredible job at Spectrum Sports Night here in LA, and they cover the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Galaxy, and the Sparks. And so I spent every day in locker rooms, on the sidelines, I hosted pre and post game shows, and it was really a dream job for most people. But for me, I, I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. I was very sick as well. And I felt like the environment I was in was not really cultivating the person that I wanted to become and the environment that I wanted to be in and really thrive in. And so I quit my job in March of 2018 and left everything behind, which was kind of crazy to most people. But I created the platform podcast and the brand in order to have really deep, meaningful conversations. And it's funny just over, I'm sure you get this, the way your brand changes over time as you change personally. My brand has gone from really just wanting to have deep, authentic conversations with people that past surface level, which is much of what I was doing in sports, to then having conversations about how to really heal from a deep cellular place. And I realized with my own healing journey, I had so many resources and people around me and I had access to the best of the best, but a lot of people don't. And so people were coming to me for advice and and needing that so often. And so the platform has turned into really a healing space, especially for women so that people can heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So a couple of things that you said that kind of um, hit with me, the, the first was that you, you found that you were in an environment that was essentially like toxic, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't allowing you to step into your true purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you also mentioned you, you were sick, like you had a health. Yeah. So ex- explain a little bit um, about what, what kind of those two worlds colliding that you physically did not feel well. And yeah. then we're also hit with this kind of toxic environment because I think a lot of times people tend to not allow themselves out of a cycle or they seem to be very powerless to this, 
you know, X, Y, and Z fill in the blank. You know, there's, there's, you know, people that listen to this podcast that say, you know, I've been, I've been doing the same job for 10 years because I'm so powerless to be able to step out. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to make this change and how to make this shift. And I feel so powerless to it, but yet I know that this is not healthy for me. I know that this essentially is, is toxic for me. How did you allow yourself or give yourself the courage to step out of that and to really start to, to claim the business and the life that you, that you saw and you envisioned for yourself Mm -hmm. that you weren't living at the time. Yeah. I think you make such a great point. I want to start with is that you said so many people say they don't know. And my mentor came over the other day and she was asking me questions and I kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. And she looked at me and she said, do you really not know? Or do you know, and you don't want to say it? And I was like, dang it, she got me. (laughs) But it's so true. I think that we all have that innate knowing within us. If we know that there's an environment that's toxic or a relationship that's bad, or a a job that we don't love, or we are not feeling well, I think at the end of the day, we may not, not have every answer, but we really do know what's best for us. We ignore it though, and we're scared to go there. And for me, that was a big part of my journey. I've been sick since I was 17 years old, started out with mono. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia when I was 19 at USC, forced to retire. I was bedridden. They thought I had cancer. They thought I broke my back. They didn't know what was going on. And so that journey has continued up until this past year when I found a functional medicine doctor who finally told me, you have Epstein-Barr and chronic fatigue syndrome, your mitochondria don't function, you have MTHFR, here are all the things going wrong in your body. It's not fibromyalgia, so you've been living with a misdiagnosis. Let's treat this properly after 13 years and let's get you back in a good place. And I can say now I've never been healthier, which is amazing, but it took that long journey and it took me really looking within myself. I tried to heal myself for so many of those years because no doctors knew what was wrong and could figure it out. And so often in Western medicine, they want to give you a pill to mask a problem rather than really getting to the root of the problem, which is what my functional medicine doctor, Dr. Lekos did. He got to the root. He did every test there was under the sun and found out what was going on at the core that was then manifesting in different physical ways. So I got through that. Um, but so often during the last 13 years, my body has, has hit these walls. And I have always been someone that lives with high stress and high anxiety. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. And it has, making, it has made me really good at what I do. And I have, you know, at 31, have had really big jobs and been on television in front of thousands of people and, and had these jobs that I never anticipated getting, let alone at such a young age. But at the same point, that caused my body to shut down in a lot of ways. And because of the environment I was in, because of the the toxic nature of television to begin with, um, the hours that you have to work, the amount of energy you have to put in, and the energy at which you have to live in order to entertain people. So I always explain it as I got to the the baseball field at one o'clock. I went into hair and makeup. From 2.30 until 11 to 12 at night, I was on. I was interviewing, hosting, 
doing sideline, doing reports, having to talk to fans. There was never really a shutdown moment. So if you're living at that high level for that many hours, day in and day out, it really wears on your body, especially if you have immune system problems and your high stress and anxiety. So I think the people that I was around, the job that I was doing on a day-to-day basis, and knowing that I wasn't really fulfilled by having those deep conversations that I knew I was supposed to be having, my body shut down in December of 2017, and I had to um, leave work. So I was on disability for five months before I ended up quitting my job because my body just told me, you're done. Like This life that you are trying to live, this energy level that you are trying to be at, the amount of um, inauthentic conversations and relationships that you're having, the way you are allowing people to treat you, you're done. And so I think it took that actual physical manifestation of me not being able to get out of bed for months and crying and feeling depressed and in so much pain for me to come out of that fog and to begin to trust myself and know innately in who I am and what I am supposed to be doing on this planet, finding my purpose was always there, but I fought it. And I, I chased after the attention. I chased after getting the likes and all of those things that we talk about um, until I realized that there's so much more to this life. And if I let go of that toxicity in products, in food, in relationships, and in work environment, what beauty can blossom from that? And then Look at how much better I feel now that I walked away from that life. I was able to finally truly heal and find myself. Mm. There's a lot of amazing things that you just said to unpack there. The first thing that I wanted to touch on, because I love that, that you said that your, that your coach, that your mentor that you're working with mm-hmm. said, you know, do you really not know, or are you just kind of resisting it? And mm-hmm. what I always love to remind people is that when they feel like they're in this powerless state of not knowing you know, like I don't, I can't grow no matter what I do. I can't get out of this X, Y, and Z. I can't, I can't make a move. I can't make a shift. My, I loved the response because I, I always just love to stay as curious as I can is, you know, my friends as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Well, what if you did know? What would the answer be? You know, like if, mm. if you did know, what would the answer be? Just like guess, you know, like just guess something. And I think that a lot of times it's just it, it's taking that one small step or making that one small shift, like of what she asked you. Well, do you really not know, or are you just kind of resisting it? That allows you to kind of get out of your own way a little bit. Mm. Um, what you had mentioned about, you know, just, and it's interesting how a lot of times, a lot of us really do have to hit the rock bottom before we make a change. I think that it's unfortunate, but yet it is so common. Like it happens to everyone. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. Like it happens every person that I know that it, it, it was this monumental thing that happened that made them wake up and be like, okay, I can't live this way anymore. From doing that, I two kind of questions for you. Um, where did you find a mentor and a coach and, and, and how did you know what you were looking for and what you needed and where did you find that person? And then my next question would be, now that you've started to make those shifts and you're starting to get to the other end of it, how has your mindset changed? Mm. Those are great questions. I talk a lot about mentoring because in my broadcast career, that was super crucial. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know about how women are treated in sports as reporters. And we are, as in many jobs, we are um, very few and far between. Oftentimes I was the only woman in the room. And so for me at a very young age to cultivate those relationships with women that would show me what was right, what was wrong, what was appropriate, what wasn't, how to advocate for, for myself, how to say no, um, and how to really have that professional relationship with a player or a coach, but not move past that to protect myself. Those kinds of mentors were so important to me and they continue to be friends with me to this day. And, and I lean on them because I think that that kind of information and that kind of relationship at a young age is super important. And now when I look at my mentors and women that um, are in my tribe, in my circle that really take care of me, I think for me, for example, my mentor that came over the other day, I call her my mentor. I've never called her that to her face. So she'd probably laugh at me because she's just a really good friend of mine, but she is older. She has three kids. She's, she's gone through this whole spiritual school and training. She is a, a life coach for people. And I think that I have just really tried to cultivate relationships with women that lift me higher and that don't ask for anything from me. I think when you're young, it's, and even on social media, you get in this 
okay, I'll do this for you, but what can you do for me? And I've been going through a hard time recently and I've watched the way my circle has shown up for me, but no one ever asks for anything. Everyone is there because they want to be there. They know that I need that selfless love. And I think when you can have someone show up for you, see you truly for who you are and ask you the really hard questions, like for example, in that same conversation I was having with Monica, she said, she asked me something and she said, what does that mean? And I said, well, that means that I don't have value. And she said, which means? And I said, I'm unworthy, which means, and we went down this line for, I don't know how long. And it finally gets down to I'm unworthy. And that means death to me. Those are the things that I'm most scared of is not having value, being unworthy and death. And it's very similar for most people. If you really get down to what here's the problem, but here's the long line of triggers to what got me there. And it's usually something that happened when we're little that causes that. That kind of conversation is really important for me to have with those kinds of people and to be open and vulnerable to. I forgot the second part of your question. (laughs) No, no. I think that that, how you answered that was perfect. And I think that it's a great reminder too, with that idea of death, loss, grief, Um, A lot of times we want to not go there because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's so important to remember that with, you couldn't have joy without grief, right? You couldn't have abundance without loss. I mean, you really can't have one without the other. And so it's, it's shifting your mindset around honoring those moments and not being so scared and afraid and fearful of, of when those things come in, when those feelings, when those, those emotions do creep in. Because I think that it's it's also kind of it's it's a part of also understanding that you can you can be really really terrified of something, but also be brave enough to show up anyway at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I you, think that yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. You posted something the other day um, and talking about I think it was you can't save people from themselves. And I think you often talk about you know you serve people but you can't save them. And we're here to serve and help, but we can't rescue them. And I for so long when you talk about shifting your mindset believed that my value, my worth was all wrapped into what I could do for other people and how I could help them, fix them, save them. And I didn't give myself credit for who I was in my character and my personality and all of the amazing things about me that I have to offer the world. And um, I really focused on those things. And so getting to this place now is there, there's this huge shift in realize, realizing I can help people and I can serve them, but I don't have to save them. And I'm still enough in that. Yeah. And, and also I'm, I'm enough. I, I, I think enough of myself to give myself those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love myself enough to give myself those boundaries. It's so it's, it's, that's the whole trying to fix change or save someone is the, is the one of the, one of the fastest ways to d- extreme defeat and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like the martyr complex, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you can't, I mean, you, you have to be able to support someone, but also really remember that each and every person, we are all on our own guidance path. And, and by trying to fix or change or control someone, you're actually stealing from them because you're trying to divert their guidance path onto your path. Right. And it's like, no, the, the paths run parallel. They don't, they're not perpendicular. They don't cross. It's not a four-way street. 
So I, I think, and I think that that's just something that we all kind of have to have to move through as we go through this journey of growth, of business growth, of personal development, of whatever that it is, is to remember that, that each and every person, whether it's someone in your community, whether it's your husband, your wife, your daughter, your son, they have their own guidance path. Um, so I think that that's, I, I love that you touched on that because I think that that's a really important thing. And, and I hope that those listening or watching um, take that into consideration too. And, 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 how, and how maybe start to recognize when, when they do that mm-hmm. and how is that actually creating unhealthy boundaries for you? Right. Uh, so I want to talk about your business and how it looks today. I mean, you've, you've in such a short amount of time, you've had a lot of massive life changes happen <laughs> yeah. over the last year. Um, so share with us a little bit of, you know, we kind of understand where you've come from now and your why, mm-hmm. um, and share with us, you know, what you do now and, and kind of what that looks like for you. Yeah, it's funny. You're actually catching me tomorrow. My team and I have a call to decide how we're going to rebrand the platform because the name really doesn't fit us anymore. So I don't know, maybe by the time this airs, we'll have a new name. We'll see. But it's funny. I was saying earlier how much your brand changes with who you are personally. And I just think that I went from having those authentic conversations and that was sort of enough for me to now this really deep healing where I realized that I have to go to that next level. I have to remove that layer. And I think early on, I was sort of protecting myself with the name and the brand. I I created a platform for myself to have a voice because I didn't feel like a woman in sports with a voice. I felt like this hot chick on TV that got, got to talk to famous guys. And that was really my value. And that, I mean, I was handed a script every day. Here, read this, wear this short skirt, do this thing. Oh, you're not sexy enough, whatever. To then dropping all of that, stepping away from that life. And I wanted to create a place where I finally got to have the voice I wanted. Now I have that voice, which is so beautiful but I want to take it to the next level. So what we're creating now is a lot around healing. So we have our first course that actually launched today called The Journey Within Intention. And it's all about intention over resolution and creating lasting change rather than, oh, I just want to go to the gym because I'm fat. That's not a good way to approach anything. And so it's really about what we were just talking about, getting to the root and the why and then creating lasting change from that. Um, And it also talks a lot about getting rid of the inflammation in your life, whether it's from toxins or foods. Um, I'm a huge proponent of the autoimmune protocol mixed with Ayurveda. So it's like a plant-based anti-inflammatory diet that has really changed my life. And so it's teaching people how to do that. Um, And then in March, we're going to be launching Uh, our first journal. So I worked with my psychic and one of my intuitive guides, and it's all based on the new moons and the full moons and then daily journaling. So not only intentions, but gratitude and how's my body feeling today? And how is this certain experience affecting me and really learning to surrender? And then the day after that, we're going to have our um, event at Women's Space here in Culver City. And that is the journey within Gather. And it's bringing women in circle and gather gathering and having group healing. Um, And then we launch our next course right after that in March, which is all about healing. It's an extended version of this January course. So you ask what we're doing. I'm trying to help people heal. At the end of the day, I want women to be able to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I've learned in the last year on my own healing journey that 
my physical body couldn't heal until I walked away from that job that was no longer serving me. I walked away from relationships that weren't serving me and I got rid of all of the harmful chemicals and toxins that were in my food and in my daily products that I used. And so by eliminating all of that, those daily stressors and toxins, I was finally able to heal my body. And I never understood that correlation until that happened. And it just hit me last year. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. How do I teach people how to do this? And I want to talk about the toxins and the heavy metals for a moment, because for some reason, that's always something, I mean, people get like this, and and, and I say this kind of culturally, right? At least our our Western culture, people get that certain foods are bad, right? If you eat a lot of fried foods, it's going to be bad for your cholesterol. If you smoke cigarettes, it's going to be bad for your health. Um, You know, if, if you drink a lot of alcohol, it's going to be bad for your liver you know, people get that, but for some reason, what I make up um, and believe my opinion is that culturally we have a really hard time with, for whatever reason, believing that the things in our household products, the things in our shampoos, the things in our deodorant, the things in our lotions, the things in our nail polish are actually harmful for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it just goes to that ignorance is bliss. And well, you know, if the FDA says it's okay, then it's okay. And, you know, they wouldn't do anything to harm us without realizing that we're all guinea pigs on this journey of like, you know, mass production and corporation. That's a whole other conversation. That is a whole, uh, other whole other conversation. But I would love for you just to touch on, because this is not, this is a world that I'm very curious to, but it's not a world that I know a lot of. I look to, you know, people like you and my friend Alexandra, my friend Lawrence Crooks Kennedy to kind of like lead me in that stuff because you guys study it and you know it. So I would love to hear a little bit about what you've learned just about the toxins and the heavy metals in the certain daily products that we may use, how it can really long-term affect our brains, our bodies, our immune system. And what are just the little small shifts that you've been able to make little easy things. So the person that's listening doesn't feel so overwhelmed to be like, okay, so what I can never use Windex again, or I can never use Dove deodorant again. So the little small shifts that people could just flirt with the idea of maybe changing and just seeing if it does make a difference in their asthma, allergies, immune system, migraines, so on and so forth. Yeah. Gosh, this is such a great and loaded question. And I've learned so much. Um, And I do, it is very overwhelming and it's still overwhelming for me. And I'm like, I'm dove headfirst into this world. And it's still, there's, I mean, there's over 80,000 chemicals that are known and we really don't know much about any of them and only so many are regulated. So it is a really hard conversation to have. What I will say is that when I first found my functional medicine doctor, I walked in, we spent two hours together. And one of his first questions to me was, what are you using every day? And I started that conversation with him and I realized, you know, being on television, I called it my eight layers. Like every day I'd sit in the makeup chair, they'd put all this makeup on my face. It had to be HD and, you know, for all the cameras and the lighting and whatever. And so I'm wearing all of this stuff every day. On top of that, getting my hair done. Who knows what chemicals are in the hairspray and the dry shampoo. On top of that, when I leave my house every day, it is known that on average, every woman leaves her house with over 120 chemicals on her body. 
120. You're, you're talking your shampoo, your conditioner, your cream, your face wash, your body oil, your perfume. Um, I mean, you name it, how many chemicals are in each of those? And you can look at the back of your package and see like all the things that are on there. You probably can't pronounce, you know, 99% of them because they're all man-made chemicals. And he, he said, I had hormone issues. I had chronic fatigue. Um, I had a lot of, um, of course I'm having it right now. Um, brain fog (laughs) and all of these things happening. And he's like, you got to get rid of everything. So I went home and I filled up at least three giant trash bags of all of my makeup, all the cleaning products in my house. I got rid of everything. Now that is extreme. I'm not asking people to do that, but for someone who's been on a 13 year health journey and been bedridden multiple times, I, that was my rock bottom. Like I had been so sick that I was willing to make that change. What I've learned is that there are some great resources out there. So you can go to my website and in my shop and in my resources, we teach people a lot about the products that they're using and give clean options. And most of them that I have in there, it's not for me to make money. It's just for people to have a place to go to buy good, clean stuff that they know is not going to make them sick. Um, I also really love the Environmental Working Group. Their website um, has a lot of great resources. You can put the name of your product in there and it'll tell you how carcinogenic it is, all the the hormone, hormone disrupting chemicals and anything else that's in there that could possibly be harmful. Um, is that the app? Don't they have an app? EWG? Um, I think they have an app. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Think Dirty also has an app. Think dirty. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. It's Think yeah. Dirty. They're not as up to date. So I like Environmental Working Group a little more, but um, Think Dirty is also really helpful and was instrumental in my initial detox and and getting rid of products. Because you'll see that most things are at a five or above. So if they're in the green, like a one to three, yeah, you're like, okay, great, I can use that. But anything that has aluminum in it or phthalates, you know, all of that stuff is very bad for your health. And to your point, like, I wasn't necessarily feeling the effects on a day-to-day basis. So it's not like I would spray hairspray on my hair and then all of a sudden I would have body pain. It doesn't work like that for most people. And that's why ignorance is bliss. Like you said, these things build up over time, but we don't know the long-term term effects yet. And we won't know until 20 to 30 years from now when all of a sudden, what happens with our generation that has been using all of these toxic products for our whole lives, not only in vitro, they're, they're, fa- they're finding that, they're, that babies have over 80 chemicals and toxins in the cord blood. So you're in the womb and you're already being exposed to all of this and you're being born with toxic levels in your body. So think about that long-term, 30, 40, 50 years later, how has that built up? Dr. Stephen Cabral wrote this book, The Rain Barrel Effect, and it talks about our rain barrel and how we fill it up. And it finally gets to a point where your body can no longer handle it. And then that's when things explode. That's when you get Hashimoto's and your Epstein-Barr reactivates and you know you get cancer and all of those things. That's why so many people get cancer later in life. It's estimated that you can get cancer a handful of times throughout your life, but your immune system fights it off. But when you get older and your immune system has been worn down with age and being susceptible and exposed to all these chemicals, 
that's when the cancer comes into effect and it really hits you. And so you have to look at long-term, how is this affecting me? Anyone that has any like feeling of having hormone issues, chronic fatigue, Epstein-Barr numbers, body pain, headaches, you have to get rid of these products. Perfume is a huge problem. Perfume and fragrance, not only in your in your spray, but it's in everything. It's in your Febreze. It's in the little thing that sits in your car as an air freshener. It's in your candle. So if you're constantly being exposed to that stuff, that can make you really sick as well. It's, it's all these things we don't think about. It's the hand sanitizer that you use. Um, so... For me, the advice that I give to people is to start with one thing. So as your deodorant runs out, try a brand that's clean. I really love Kaya Naturals, for example, or Mega Babe, Rosie Pits. That's the best. And once you get rid of your old one, start with a clean one and see how that goes. And then as things run out, start replacing them with clean options and go to places like Beauty Counter or the Environmental Working Group for examples of what clean products are. You don't need to know everything. Go to the people that did all the research for you and let us do the work and just buy what we tell you to because it's way easier that way. And yet you're getting this clean. Yeah. I love that you said that because I always tell people that. I'm like, when it comes to any kind of information that you're needing, business, personal health, wellness, fitness, whatever, you have two options. Um, actually kind of three, you can, you can try to figure it out yourself, which is going to save you money, but it's going to cost you a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You can hire someone one-on-one at a really high end expensive level to teach you everything they know, mm-hmm. or you can join someone's program or membership or a course or program or what have you, which I think is the most cost-effective way to do it yeah. because you're saving yourself the time and the headache of all the years of research that someone else has already done. And they're just kind of handing it over to you on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, share with us um, where we can find the programs that you're currently offering and, um, and where to find you with your podcast and, and on social as well. Yeah. So the website is, this is the platform.com and, um, everything is on the website in resources and the shop, like I was talking about. So everything's available there. And if you subscribe, of course, you'll get the emails that it'll tell you when everything is launching and we'll keep you up to date. And then my personal Instagram is Kelly M tenant, like Michelle and the platform is, this is the platform. Awesome. Thank you so much. I want to leave with one other call to action, if you will. If you had one call to action for those that are listening in today, what would that be? To advocate and stand up for yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming in and sharing your beautiful journey, your story. I I just think that your transformation and your courage to show up and be brave, even though you were terrified, will resonate with so many that are listening. And I can't wait to dive into all of the incredible educational tools and programs that you have to help us all live a healthier life. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for all the work you do. I really appreciate it. I love your show and and all of your courses. My whole team has taken all of your courses. So we are fans. (laughs) Thank you. Good to see you. You too. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers, join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. 
Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.